0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're
1: listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Exactly. So, it was a quiet night before the Knicks during the NBA draft on Thursday. The team came away. Uh, with no picks, uh, left with no picks. One move that did raise my eyebrows, though, was one of the undrafted free agents the Nick signed, as Tommy mentioned earlier in the show, Jacob Toppin, Kentucky forward, who is the younger brother of Obi Toppin, has signed a two-way deal with the team. He averaged 12.4 points a game and 6.8 rebounds for the Wildcats. The team also signed 19-year-old Jalen Martin from Overtime Elite to a two-way contract. Before playing for Overtime Elite, he actually played for former Knicks point guard Charlie Ward. He played at Florida State University High School in Tallahassee before playing for Overtime Elite. As far the rest of the night goes, there were no other major fireworks during the draft. There was the Chris Paul trade that happened before the draft. That was kind of wild. Chris Paul going to the Warriors for Jordan Poole, a future first. Uh, Patrick Baldwin and, and Ryan Rollins also in that deal headed to Washington. The Spurs in the draft uh took with Yama. Charlotte took Brandon Miller, Blazers took Scoot Henderson. So no surprises really in the top three. Some other trades of note during the night. Uh Dallas traded Davies Spurton and the 10th pick. That actually should have been the next pick had they not tanked away at the end of the season. Uh that ended up being Casey Wallace from Kentucky. They traded that to OKC for the 12th pick which was Derek Lively, the second. So he goes to Dallas. Then uh they got busy later in the draft in the first round. They acquired Rashawn Holmes. And the 24th pick who so they picked O Prosper uh from Marquette from the Kings, the Kings trying to ship salary cap space. They now have created 30 million in cap, cap space by making this trade. So Dallas got busy. We saw the Warriors make their moves. And then um again, not too much uh surprises really in the top three. So on the the Knicks front, real quick, uh disappointed by the Knicks not being more active. Uh, not really.
2: I, I understand a lot of Knicks fans are frustrated by the inactivity, um, but it's important to remember the Knicks didn't have a pick because they have Josh Hart and they have Josh Hart's yeah. rights, and they're expected to resign him. There's not a player for outside, you know, the top of the lottery that I would prefer to, that that I would rather have on my team than Josh Hart, especially with the Knicks are in terms of ability to compete now and ability to compete compete in the future, what Josh right. Hart brings on the court, uh, both ends of the floor, in the locker room, all that stuff. Um, so that it's important to remember in context. Um, Knicks will have uh, most likely two first rounders next year, their own and Dallas's, um potentially some other Wizards of Detroit most likely not to convey. Um and they already have nine, 10, 11 guys set kind of in their ro- in in their rotation without signing anybody else. The level if they did draft somebody where would they be again that's not to say you you, it always behooves a team to have young talent kind of in the pipeline um and we'll see what the the guys they signed via the two ways uh, turn out to be um because the knicks haven't made any draft picks last two years only keels in the second round last year these guys will get to see keels and 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 the two guys they signed um to two ways this year um uh, a, a lot in the summer league, um, so we'll, you know they should get all the minutes and opportunity they can handle. Um, but again, you know, all things considered, I think the I certainly um, think the Knicks made the right decision in trading their pick to the
1: Blazers for Harden.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe it made for a boring night right. of <laughs> Knicks fans who enjoy the draft. Um, so that may be one thing that I could say, okay, I, I could agree with that. But in terms of did I really, really badly want them to come away with a player i mean not necessarily i mean there were some guys i mentioned in the second round that I thought could have made sense uh they would have had to buy a second round pick in order to make that happen though to be honest like there really weren't as many trades in the second round than you're used to seeing like it all happened kind of earlier in the uh in the night and some of it happened before the draft even started and then that was kind of it like after you got to the pick 41 only one only two trades were made after pick 40 um in this draft so it wasn't like teams were just selling off first round pick they were all drafting guys that they're going to bring in and bring on to their roster next season so um the option the opportunity to buy picks I don't think necessarily was there unless you were buying on the more higher end so they they come away with the two undrafted free agents um Jacob Toppin an interesting uh pick because he's played to Kentucky I think a lot of people have actually got to see Jacob Toppin play a little bit he had his best season uh so far at Kentucky this past year Um, interesting player. He's, he's, uh, he's kind of like his brother, but like, if you took away kind of like the offensive potential, like he's very much more of like a hustle, um, like he uses athleticism. I feel like more as more of a hustle guy than necessarily an offensive spark plug, like Obi Toppin does. So I'm expecting, so we expect maybe a better rebound. I expect the guy who will defend multiple positions a lot better. Um, but don't expect the guy who's going to shoot the way Obi does. A guy who's going to finish of the efficiency that Obi does. Um, and then and then the Martin uh signing is kind of a you know a kind of a shot in the dark. The overtime elite thing is kind of hard to judge because considering the town they're playing against. Some of the kids they're playing against are 16, 17 years old. But the kid is athletic, the kid has a really good body. Um, he's played for an NBA coach an NBA player before going to overtime elite and playing for other good coaching there. So um, I think he's a guy that's perfectly fine. Take a shot in the dark and see what you got there. Apparently, the Knicks were very excited by him during the uh, pre-draft process when they all uh, worked him out
2: marquise noel was the one guy i was hoping the knicks would sign mm, uh, yeah um i just thought he'd be you know mr new york city literally um, yeah. would have loved to have seen him you know get it get a shot uh, in the summer league and you know at the, at the end of the bench um i think nick fans would have fell in love with him um but i was happy you winded up in a good spot with uh, toronto you know kind of uh you know follow that fred van Vliet, especially if they lose Fred van Vliet, Uh but follow that kind of path bet on yourself um i think a lot of uh, I think some teams are going to regret uh, passing up on them. Um but it, just and, and talking about the draft at large, uh, you want to give us uh one big winner, one big loser, start off with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the winners well, I think the Rockets, I don't think there's any way you thought they came into the night thinking they will come away with uh a man Thompson and uh and uh Cam Whitmore. with more slid uh, way further than I think a lot of people expected. They thought a slide could happen, but falling to 20 was something that was a little surprising. Perhaps bad workouts, bad interviews uh caused that. The athletic profile of that team continues to be impressive with the guys they have. Now it's about putting together uh, a winning brand of basketball. And I think that Ime Odoka, being these guys' head coach, I think he's actually great for both thompson and whitmore so they had a great night um i thought the jazz if i had to give an a plus to any team they'd probably go to the jazz which pains me as much as i dislike how about that how
2: about that front call with hendrix larry marketing and walker Kessler?
1: i mean length shooting shot blocking i mean Hendricks getting Hendrick at nine uh coup there i think they got helped a little bit by a blog going uh koulibaly going to seven but uh Man, front court looks really good. And then Keontae George, I think, maybe the most underrated player in this draft. Um, he has a shot creation profile that is similar to me to Bradley Beal. And you get a guy like that is that at 16 for a team that needs shot creation, he'll come in and he'll be able to actually grow his game. He's not gonna come in and be asked to stand in the corner immediately. This is a team that doesn't have a million shot creators, particularly in the backcourt. They just lost Mike Conley. So uh I thought the Jazz had a good night. I thought a lot honestly, I thought a lot of the teams that had uh multiple picks did well with multiple picks. I the Pacers um, did well with their multiple picks as well. Getting Jarvis Walker starting up at eight. Um, the Magic were the one team that I kind of Ooh. questioned. Uh, I, I like Black, but they got to figure out what they going to do the rest of their backcourt. Right. Jed Howard at 11 was a little interesting, considering Grady Dix was on the board, considering Hawkins was on the board, considering Keontae George was on the board. Um, Howard was a guy I liked more in the 20s, so to see him go that high it was a little surprising to me um do you like what the nets did um yes i thought the nets did well as well as i said i think we'll see that this had two picks as well uh noah Clowney, he in some ways and my brother mentioned it, i agree he kind of reminds me a bit of nick claxton but if think claxton could shoot threes uh Clowney, um didn't shoot the great percentage but there's some shot there's things about his shot and, and the volume he took them at that makes you think that he could turn into an nba three-point shooter so you combine that with Uh, The size and the length that he has, and the way his ability to finish around the basket that was a pretty good pickup. I think he was also a guy that, um, I thought was underrated, but then he went 21, so maybe he wasn't that underrated. (laughs) I think that's probably where I would have rated him, though I saw some stuff happen later in the draft. And three whitehead, uh, a guy who's you know from Jersey, so he gets to stay uh closer to home. A guy who at Duke uh was injured coming into his year at Duke, so didn't have necessarily the Season I think people expected he didn't show the athleticism that he showed in high school, but he actually came in at Duke last year, shot the lights out. Um like He reminds me similar to a player like Harrison Barnes. So um I thought that they did pretty well with those two picks. I would have picked, maybe went with Murray ahead of Clowney. That may be the one I saying maybe, you know, that he was right there for them. But uh but uh, not bad with those. Picks. I'm happy that Cam Whitmore went ahead of them, though. Like I was, I was sitting there looking like, God, Cam Ward was going to go right to Brooklyn. That's going to cause me headaches. But that did not happen. So that was good at least. But I thought nested pretty well.
2: I was upset that the Heat got my guy Hami out uh, of yeah. UCLA. Um, just a perfect fit, I, I think, for them. Um, and I think they're going to be really happy they did. Um, did you like the Hornets taking Miller and then getting his buddy uh, Nick Harris late in the first round?
1: Yeah. Uh, Miller, I would have took Scoot Henderson, so I can't say I like okay. it. Uh Miller is a good player. I mean, Miller's number three on my board, so it wasn't like it was a terrible pick. Um, right. I think Scoot Henderson has I think in the League of Guards, Scoot Henderson has a chance to be more dynamic than Miller, even though Miller may be the safer bet. So I would win Scoot Henderson, but I, I get that. Um getting uh Nick Smith Jr., I'm not crazy about him. So he actually went kind of where I thought he should go. Like he was a guy I talked about in the lottery. Um, he had injury issues at Arkansas, a uh, lack explosion at Arkansas. So, uh, getting him later in the first round, that's a decent swing. I do wonder about the makeup of like the locker room over there. A lot of uh, questionable guys over there. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to figure that out. Um, uh, with, with some, so many young players on that team. All
2: righty.
1: Uh, and one of my favorite picks, one of my favorite picks. Before we leave. Um, I thought the Nuggets getting Julian Strother, Mike and guy, 29 was excellent. Uh, Strother is a lethal shooter, great movement out the ball. Like, envisioning him getting open threes from Jokic passes and Murray passes was very easy in my head when I saw that pick go down. Um, Strother's a player I think that needs to go to a perfect fit. I think he found a perfect fit, and that was one of my favorite picks of the night.
2: Playing alongside Jokic is uh, usually good business for anybody that plays with
1: him, <laughs> exactly.